Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastor Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Random Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. It is a Tuesday evening, Tuesday, August the 15th, when we record this, this edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco, at Greg DeMarco 404 on all of your forms of social media, at ChairShot Media for the website, ChairShot.com, ChairShot Radio Network, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, so many more. You know what to do. All that doesn't matter. What matters is the man on the other side of the Skype screen with Roman Reigns and the greatest manager in the history of our sport, Paul Heyman. I'm just kidding. I would put Heyman at number two. Paul Heyman behind him, but he is front and center, and that is at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. Don't forget about Threads, even though everybody does. It's the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. What's up, man? On a Tuesday. It's Tuesday night. You know. It's I, late I did for a look. You, all this. It's, yeah, it's, it's your month of the year for work. One of your, right. your two months of the year. So. There, yeah. I did I did a quick, uh, I did a quick X, X Twitter look right now. Yes. Um, as uh, our good friend of the program, Elon Musk, he did another X Twitter purge. Oh, did he? So the hashtag Patrick 500 is now back under 500. My my ex Twitter follower numbers are now at 475. Okay, but I'm rally I'm rallying with with the, with the follows. Just saying, I've gained. I'm at 4208, such, and I was at like 46. So yeah, he definitely did a purge. So I, I've gotten such totally legit followers like Valentina Hilovsky. Hilvo- oh yeah, I know her. Yes, uh, sixty one, six one eight one nine. So you, if you got like six one eight one eight, that's that's not the same that's not one. Her. That's so a just, fake just account. Six one eight one nine is the real account. Yes, Tori Weatherford, welcome, welcome. Let's see how many how many followers does Tori have? Tori has forty two. That's actually so interesting. Look, for at, a bot. look at her go. Uh, this this is my favorite one though, Rosalia. Stingle. Rosalia Stingle. Stingle. Following me. Stingle. S-T-I-N-G-L-E. It's as if Sting were single and just. Oh, yeah. You're, you're either single or you're Stingle. Which or you're means you Stingle. You dress up like the crow and walk around in rafters looking at the woman you want to be with. 
then you're stingle. Yeah, she she got herself four whole followers. You know, you so. would think these bots would get together and follow each other to like hype up their accounts Indeed. to make them look more real. And and bot comment and like stuff. And maybe there are maybe the good ones do that and they just don't follow us, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I got, I don't know. But the elusive hashtag five hundred still continues elusive. to elude. Yes, continues. And that's to okay. That's okay. I like my anonymity. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So there's so much we can talk about in the world of wrestling today. A lot of people complaining, a lot of, of people complaining about the bloodline and is it getting stale and a lot of people complaining about CM Punk and, and him exercising his power over the, the, the brand, I guess that is AEW collision. He, he, so he get is that legit? Does he legit get to veto people? He probably does. And if this were WWE, I would say no, but this is it's been reported that when CM Punk made his return in Chicago, the Chicago return this year, because that's usually where he returns, when he walked backstage after his return, Tony Khan was standing on his chair, pumping his fist, chanting CM Punk. Tony Khan, yeah. the, the the guy who runs the company, was doing this. So yeah, I think I'm thinking he might allow CM Punk to dictate who can and can't wow. show up. Again, it's one thing to send Ryan Nemeth home. Like, no no offense to, to Ryan Nemeth. Friend of the program. You have to go Friend back many program, years yeah. to like 2014, maybe even before then, but probably before then. Uh, gee, yeah, probably more like 2012, but whatever. Ryan Nemeth was, well, it depends on when Heather was on because she's the one that booked that interview. And he he was on when he was Briley Pierce and, and he was great and all of that. And that was post NXT. So that dude's been out of NXT for over a decade, right. but that's one thing. But when you get hangman page sent home or sent away, like that's a whole another thing. Like that's just, well, and what's the beef point. there? Like, I don't even understand it. Cause hangman page said some things in a promo that he didn't clear through CM Punk back when they were feuding. That's the beef. So, that's that's the so that's the beef really that's like in the beef. land of un that's that's the unforgivable sin that's the beef yes that's god it just every time we talk about phil you tell me something new that reinforces my opinion as to why he deserves to be called phil and not his his character's name because because so he gets hangman page sent home or sent away because Paige was only there to film a promo that was going to air on Wednesday's Dynamite. Right. So I, uh, supposedly the promo had to be filmed off-site, probably back at the hotel. Now, this company flew the man in, booked all of his stuff, and then they flew Ryan Nemeth in, and then basically he got to the building, and they were like, go back to the airport. We have a plane ticket for you to go home. Like, that's literally he, – he got on a plane, flew to North Carolina, and then turned around back to the airport and flew home. That's what he did. Like that's literally that's what he did. Um, didn't even spend the night, as far as I know, didn't do anything. Like they were like, your flight home's been booked, go back. And now it's reported that he's viewed as expendable. And he is. He's not moving the needle. No oh, one's yeah. watching. And he was probably only there for the Ring of Honor taping that takes place. Ooh, I got right. something else to tell you about that here in a second. But Oh, okay. You're gonna love this one. But Hangman Page is is one of their biggest stars. And right. and so so Punk gets him sent away, whatever. 
And I'm sure Punk gets there, sees the rundown, sees what's going on. And I was like, no, no, this person needs to go, whatever. So Hangman Page gets sent home. After the event is over, Punk then cuts a promo talking about Hangman Page, just for the live crowd. I remember that. I, I saw that report. He is a giant baby. Well, so it's really interesting. This this whole sending people home and like like there was so much made. And maybe it's just because I have been stupid and continue to watch Dark Side of the Ring. And Which I've never watched, watched but yeah. It's it's fun for what it is. The, this this particular season, there's been a couple of things where I'm like, okay, we we've leaned too far into another direction. But they did Bash of the Beach 2000, the the famous Russo, Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan creative control thing. And I bring this all up because there's always been so much made over like Hulk Hogan and his creative control of his character. And what he would do with with people and even folks like CM Punk who have ripped on Hulk Hogan doing exactly the sort of shit they accused Hogan for doing for years. Like it's not just that we're a douche. It's that we're a giant hypocritical Mm -hmm. douche with no fucking leg to stand on because you're a big whiny man child. And it's just, when's this going to blow up again? It's just going to blow up again. It's At some point, it's going to go south again. Like, completely. And he'll be gone again. And then everybody will, I don't know. We, it's it's like the tag team championship cycle. We're, we're currently in the uh, the mega team, you know, cycle of the tag team championship. Are, and yeah. it'll be, it'll, it'll soon be downgraded. Uh, when they when they eventually lose, because that's the other thing is like, how long is Punk going to be that particular champion before like um, he allows somebody to beat him for it? for the meaningless title? Right. No, no, it's super important. I think I think the plan there is is a unification match with uh, with MJF. I think that'll happen later this year, just because it does make sense. Punk technically never lost. It's a ready main angle. I have no problem with doing that. I wish he would lose it to Ricky Starks and then Ricky Starks do the, the unification thing with MJF, but we right. all know that's not going to happen. Um, but we all know that I am, am impartial or impartial towards Ricky Starks. Um, and I admit it fully and wholly because I have no problem with that. Here's the other thing I want to tell you about CM Punk that's going to blow your mind. He had Christopher Daniels sent home. Because apparently Daniels played some role in the all-out brawl last year. Whether it was, and I never heard of Daniels being involved in this, but maybe Daniels didn't do enough to prevent it. Maybe Daniels wasn't, didn't do a good enough job getting rid of a steal. And because Daniels is the head of talent relations, maybe because Daniels is over talent relations, Punk is just mad at him in general. I don't know. I've never heard a single person say a single negative thing about Christopher Daniels. Ever. Right. Never been right. reported. He, he's never been anything. Yeah. And, and yes, we love Christopher Daniels, right? Friend of the program, Christopher Daniels. Patrick O'Dowd's favorite wrestler, Christopher Daniels. But this is not coming from a point of bias. Like, go out there and find it. Find yeah, a report right. somewhere of someone saying something bad about Christopher Daniels. I don't believe it's going to be there. Yet he gets sent away. And what's and, yeah, and they I, tape Ring I of Honor. That, yeah. 
They tape Ring of Honor on Saturdays. And Christopher Daniels and right. Matt Seidel have been a team in Ring of Honor. Now Matt Seidel's mm-hmm. having a team with other people because Christopher Daniels ain't allowed to be there. And he's the head of talent yeah. relations. Yeah, that's that's such a so your head such of ta- power you, gone. You wrong. record twice a week and your head of talent relations can't be there one of those two times because of CM yeah. Punk. Like, I'm sorry, but and this has been a joke on the hashtag Miranda show for a long time. The meteoric rise and inevitable fall of all elite wrestling is going to be an amazing documentary on the WWE network someday. Like it truly is. And, yeah. and when, when, you know, be, be careful, don't let those stands hear you because they, you know, they sold out Wembley and are bigger than WrestleMania three. Okay. Just, just wait till WrestleMania comes to Wembley in a couple of years and beats that for two nights. Like just wait. No, or SummerSlam I, 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 goes I to Wembley know, in a couple of years know. and beats that. They're you know the fans are really feeling their side. It's 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 so funny. Like and we can we can. I love that this is where we went with today's show. By the way, like this is what happened. Phil Phil Brooks came up and suddenly we're on an AEW kick. But the the you know the everything from the little brother syndrome, the the look what I can do. I I like the the the. The childishness with some of the just most important people within there to the ineptitude of an owner that seems to just want to to fanboy out over everything left and right. Even when they do good things, it feels it, it, it feels like it feels weird that the way they they go after it, whether it be fans or, or Tony himself, like, you know, they're they're tomorrow's show. For a you know for dynamite, they're they're gonna do donations to the Maui Food Bank, and that's that's fine. Like Tony Khan's announcing that, that's great. What I found really funny though is people being like, "You don't see the WWE doing stuff like this. This is so great." And I want to, I, I just what, like like what are you talking about? And it's all this just another symptom of this hodgepodge mess that is the inner workings of AEW. Like they're they're making all this money, you know, or turning, you know, collecting, you know, turning out people for these shows. Um and there are good things. And it seems like TBS is satisfied with the viewership that's being brought in. Including collision yet, that everybody loves to shit on. Yeah. And yet you have all these toxic elements. Mm-hmm that just continue like at some point I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this to get so old that its own fans get tired of it. I hope they do. Eventually. It'll take time, but I, I, I just, you're right. Sending away talent, the head of talent relations because you didn't like how I handled something. Mm-hmm. Like what the, like, who does that other than Phil Brooks? No one. No one. Well, exactly. there is the other side of the equation. Like part of the problem is the fact that, you know, Phil has been quoted as saying publicly that he would work with the elite and the elite won't work with him. Like they're a right. bunch of babies. Too. Oh, yeah. Same team. So. Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah, it's just, the whole thing is just absolutely stupid and absurd. And he sent home Christopher Daniels like I just don't. And of course, you know, FTR is out there. 
talking all kinds of stuff positive about CM Punk. And, but I guarantee you those guys secretly hate the Young Bucks because that's who cut them off at the knees their first time as champions. So right. uh, and now, of course, they're champions again. And they've had some really good matches, but it, it's just, is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. It's not my decision to make. To me, damn sure ain't worth it. Let's go to commercial. And let's come back and do a list. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. As Roderick Strong used to say, buy the shirt. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. <laughs> Dean fucking Ambrose. Acknowledge me. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. It is that time, Patrick O'Dowd. It is time for the list. Now, this is a list that was born out of the list that Patrick came up with a couple weeks ago when we did wrestling vignettes. Now we are doing wrestling segments because some of the things that we thought about were not vignettes. They were segments. That's what we're calling them. So this week, we're doing the list of wrestling segments. Um, you know, your wrestling talk shows, different things. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out what it is. We'll work our way through what can be a large, a large topic um, in front of live fans. Definitely not a match. Could it be something that happens after a match? I don't know. But wrestling segments and the things that they have caused throughout wrestling history. You know the drill. If you don't, it's basically Patrick O'Dowd and myself um, going down the list. We'll take turns. Patrick will go first. I will go second. All the way through putting six things on the list. Then we will put them in order. Well, I will go first. Patrick will go second. And we'll take turns from there. And that will give us a list of wrestling seg segments that we can say, hey, you just made the list. So wrestling segments. We won't spend forever talking about and, and defining this. Um, let's just kind of go through and, and, and figure out what they are, Patrick O'Dowd. So <laughs> sure. you get to go first. And yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens. This is this is probably my most uh, obvious list of favorite things of all time in professional wrestling I've ever done in terms of like coming up with stuff on the list. Yeah. Not a lot of obscureness uh, because I picked specific events and things that I remembered that happened during these segments. And I'm going to start with uh, one that was born out of a vignette. Okay. And that is our good friend, Ted DiBiase. Okay. Now, if you remember Ted DiBiase, when he was being brought on to the WWE, he had all these vignettes showing off how wealthy he was and everyone has a price and all that. But he also used to do live show segments where he would offer people money to do various things, whether it be barking like a dog around the ring. But my all-time favorite and most memorable one that everybody remembers is when Ted DiBiase challenged a child to dribble a basketball 10 times for $100. And when the kid got to number nine, Ted kicked the ball out of the way. The kid wasn't able to finish the 10 dribbles. And he didn't get $100 and generated some of the greatest heat in the history of, of Hildum, in my opinion. Because that kid was so confused and disappointed. You could tell he was a little disappointed. It was just so well done. 
that's my first nomination. Well, and Bruce Pritchard has talked about it. Like the kid knew beforehand what was going to happen and still right. got the but money. He did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job. Assuming that that's true. It could not be true. Maybe the kid didn't know. And then they just had to make it up to him. Probably made more than a hundred bucks, to be honest with you. I love it. It belongs on the list. I am utterly shocked that you just lobbed up a softball to me. Oh, I, I mean, I, just, I have others. I just, I want. Oh, I, I know. Today. But that you lobbed up this softball to me to where I figured going second, the one that I'm about to put on the list was not going to be available to me. I just did. Because I figured no. that. And, and, and I probably would have gone with, with your DiBiase segment. But since it is available to me, I'm going to pull the low-hanging fruit off of the tree. And say simply, one of people's favorite phrases in all of professional wrestling history, old school, new school alike, everybody's seen it, and everybody's said this. People have described things that friends have done to them in their lives with this way. There are so many things. And of course, I am talking about Shawn Michaels super kicks Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. Yeah, it was on there, and I, I knew it was going to get out there. Like, I was in no rush to put it, to, to name it, because it was going to, like, it was going to make the list either way. Of course. Uh, did you catch, oh, you don't watch Dark Side of the Ring. Martin Gennetti. I've, the, 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 I've seen the replies, the the reaction to that. Yeah, that, that episode was it was something else. Uh, and, and, yeah, Marty Marty's a piece of work. I'm sure people uh, very, are no longer really upset about uh, Shawn Michaels not mentioning Marty Jannetty during his Hall of Fame induction. Yes. There was, yeah, there were a lot of that. All right. My turn. Your turn. We're already, we're already, I've already one down, two to go, and I got too many choices to pick from. Oh, there's a ton, yes. Um, Yeah. So I'm actually going to go, I want to say this, what's this, this you're, you're going to remember this. And you're going to tell me exactly where it happened because I can't remember. I believe this happened at like a superstars or one of those sort of events. Okay. It may, I don't think it happened on a pay-per-view. It may have happened at like a, a main event, but the Macho King, Randy Savage wanted a title shot. He wanted a title shot. He wanted a title shot from one ultimate warrior. And so rather then go up there and challenge the warrior himself. He sent Sherry to beg at the feet of the ultimate warrior. And it has one of the most I, it etched in my brain, the way the warrior yells no at Sherry while she's down at his knees. eye level with his, you know, his little warrior being like, please give the macho man to give the macho King a title shot. This would inevitably lead to the famous retirement match at WrestleMania seven. But I can't remember where it happened. I just from remember what I can Regine. find from what I can find. It was yeah. one, it was an interview segment hosted by me and Gene Oakland during the 1991 Royal rumble pay-per-view. That's what it was. Cause that leads to the scepter hit. Yes. That's where the scepter happens and all of that. So you're correct. You're correct. So, um, so let me figure out. No, oh, sorry. As you said, she was right down there in front of the little warrior. I'll just put Sherry challenges warrior and we'll leave it at that. All right, Patrick O'Dowd. This is a backstage promo segment. 
but it's not like a vignette. It's an interview done live, and it was done live for the folks at the Impact Zone. Oh. And I'm just going to... I'm just going to quote it for you because everybody's going to immediately know as soon as I get through the first, not even full sentence of this. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and one third chance minus my 25% chance. And you got an eight and a half chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance at winning. If we was to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two thirds percent, I got a 141 and two thirds percent chance of winning at sacrifice. See Joe, the numbers don't lie. They spell sacrifice. They spell disaster for you at sacrifice. It's Scott Steiner's Uh... famous math promo. May of 2008, backstage at TNA. Excellent, excellent choice. And not one I even thought about. Like, was not not what I was considering. Yeah, no, but it's, it's... The Scott, Scott Steiner math, that's terrific. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I, I'm going to go to WCW for, for my last choice, by the way. And... Um, and I'm picking it because of its infamy, not because of its fame. Okay. Not hard to figure out. Um, Sting and the British Bulldog were looking for a partner. And they promised a partner that would shock the world. And they were on flair for the gold to talk about this. And bursting through a wall. Tripping over his own feet, landing in front of everybody, helmets, a glittered up stormtrooper helmet, falling off of the face of one Fred Otto. Fred Ottman, yeah. Ottman, yeah. I always forget his last name. Was the Shockmaster, the debut of the Shockmaster. Uh, you just can't forget that segment. I don't care if it's the last on our list. Is it's. it's largely talked about as one of the greatest disasters in wrestling history. And it happened on a live segment in front of an audience and everything to it from Ole Anderson's, I think it was Ole Anderson's voice doing, doing the talk uh, when he put the mask back on to the story. Dusty Rhodes tells about Cody watching it on TV and saying, I think that was uncle Fred. As he walks and falls down over That's hilarious. through a wall. And it's one of the best stories ever. I think it, it, it's just terrific. And it's just such a train wreck. And you watch Sting and Bulldog try to sell how excited they are. And you got Sid and Flair try to act like they're shocked and scared. It's outstanding in how terrible it was. And it's 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 going on the list. It absolutely is going on the list. It's on the list now. and it And it stays there. So... Obviously, there's so many, right? There's so many we can pick from. But this debut was promoted for months and months and months. And and, and, and the clock that was associated with this debut even changed at some point and at a different date and time than it was originally set set to date. But when it finally did end at 8.15, an hour and 15 minutes into, or 9.15 or whatever, into that episode of Monday Night Raw... The Rock was in the ring for a promo. The countdown struck zero. Lights went out. Noises happened. Giant pyro. And and a famous opening to a theme song that everybody now knows and loves. The phrase being, 
break the walls down in Chicago went absolutely bananas for the WWF debut of the Millennium Man, Chris Jericho. And so for me, Chris Jericho's debut and, and even his first ever appearance in WWE prompted him to tell The Rock that he stole Juventud Guerrero's mask. Chris Jericho debuts in the WWF. It's one of the two things I will show somebody to explain why wrestling can be special. Like why professional wrestling can, can be and feel special because the audience reaction when that music hits is, is just, it's phenomenal. And they knew. like it's everybody it's magic. Knew. and everybody knew who it was. Everybody knew what was coming and it was so great. Um, it's also the, the other segment that I show is one of my honorable mentions. So, well, before we do that, we're going to go, actually, we're not going to go to commercial yet. We, we already went to commercial before it's been, it's still been 12 minutes to commercial, but yeah, August 26, 1999, by the way, is, is when that debut took place. So fast forward 24 years, August 26, 2023, IZW returns King of Arizona. Battleground Easy in Tempe, Arizona. Get your tickets, IZWTix.com. That's all. But that was the day that Y2J was born. You know, because he is like a parody of himself at this point, I just hope people remember how phenomenal Chris Jericho is at invention. Um, and I'm sorry, that, that August 26th date is not when this happened. That's when he actually wrestled his first match. Um, yeah, I, was saying, I thought it happened earlier. That was his first match, and that was against the Road Dog on the first ever SmackDown. So there you go. Um, so look at that. I had it wrong, but then corrected myself. That's what we do here on the show. But Chris Jericho, I really hope when he is all said and done, people remember him the way they should because. The dude is a genius. The dude is is crazy, innovative, and whatever. And I I know he said otherwise, but I I fully believe he will end his career in the WWE. Like I just do. I just I just can't imagine it yeah. going any other way. And when that happens, when the lights go out and Judas starts playing at a RAW in some wrestling smart city, and and they start and the crowd is singing it, whether it's New York, Chicago, L.A., Houston, wherever they do it. It'll be a moment. Jericho will probably have tears in his eyes, and then he'll say he always wanted in his career there. So right, 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 right. It'll be good. <laughs> it'll be good. I wonder who Chris Jericho has. Like, like who is Chris? Like, there's been all this talk that Edge's career is going to end on on SmackDown on Friday, which I don't believe, and it's going to be against Sheamus, and which led people to say that his contract is going to be up and he's going to go to AEW and and team with Christian against the Hardys. Like, that's crazy. Um I don't even know who in the world would Jericho's last opponent would be. Like, what do you even do? I, I don't, I can't even imagine. You, you, you let him pick. Um, and I, and honestly, I think for Jericho, it, I think it would be, he'd pick somebody young. He like would. if he were, if, if he were in the WWE right now, um, and, and say he was retiring right now, I could see him actually putting over theory. Austin theory. Yeah. That would, that would, and and that match would just make a lot of sense for both. You know what would be amazing in modern day WWE? That's never been a possibility until this this era of, of the past couple of years. Jericho walks out in the performance center. Like just there's so yeah. many surreal things that they could do 
And, and he knows it. Chris Jericho's not stupid. He's one of the smartest people ever. He's like Jeff Jarrett smart. Like, he is just that insanely smart. Jeff Jarrett's still collecting a paycheck from AEW, by the way. So, um, and his job is to oversee house shows, which they've stopped doing pretty much. So, yeah. God, that guy's so smart. So, all right. So, we have our list of things. What are some other ones, Patrick O'Dowd, that you wanted to put on the list that we didn't put there? So, so the other the other one that uh, that I put out to people to show them why I think pro wrestling is special is The Rock's first return uh, to host WrestleMania. The one you spoiled when, for me? Yeah. Yes, the one I spoiled for you, and I didn't even care that I did. Because it's special. Like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. So... Um, that is a good one. And you act, you act like nobody else is going to jump on your phone and be texting you and bothering you. We're talking but, about uh, what? 2011? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's crazy. It was crazy a long time ago. Life was very but, different uh, back then. I, you know, the way that they pulled out, I mean, that they had people legitimately and accepting and ready to buy into like a Bob Barker hosting Russell. They even had, when they went to commercial before a limo pull up and a woman get out. Right. Never once they revealing who that everything. woman was. That was just a red herring. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I still remember. And, and like, I'll still bring that up like once a year or whatever, just to watch it. Cause, cause that crowd, and that was in Anaheim of all places. And that crowd just yep. went nuts. And Justin Freemeyer, who's been on here and, and used to do our wrestling history and stuff like that for us on the show years ago, was there at that one live. Um, that's crazy. And talks about how insane the crowd was and how insane the crowd went for the rock when he, when he showed up, um, very much so. And just remember everybody, the rocks, the reason Kofi Kingston had to lose the world title in four seconds to Brock Lesnar. Don't blame Vince McMahon. The rocks promo went over by like seven minutes. So on the first ever <laughs> SmackDown on Fox. Sure. So. Um, I have two others Okay, out of arguably the most famous of, uh, wrestler segments okay. in in the history. Like the one that uh, many people point to as the one that started all, Piper's Pits, and probably two, the two most notable Piper's Pits okay. out there. Of course, him smashing the coconut over Jimmy Snook's head, yeah. and that is shown up in so many packages, montages, documentaries, you know, whether it's talking about Piper, the history of the segment, all that stuff. And then Hogan or um, Andre challenging Hulk Hogan uh, for WrestleMania three was done on a Piper's Pit with um, with Bobby Heenan. I think Jesse Ventura was in there as well, and is the probably the second most famous thing that 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 people were, you know remember out of Piper's Pit uh, in terms of important things that happened. So those are my other two. Good choices all around, for sure. Um, I had the Piper's Pit, especially the Coconut one, on my list. I didn't have the Hogan-Andre one on my list. Um, believe it or not, on my list, although I didn't expect it to make the list, was CM Punk and the Pipe Bomb promo. That, that was mm-hmm. one that was on my list because that is a hell of a moment. As was Joey Styles and, yep. and his his promo as well. The other one that I had on my list that almost made it, but didn't, well, there were two. Um, one is, is Edge's retirement, which was just so crazy because he literally talked about how, you know, he could have ended up in a wheelchair 
which is, and this is 2011, right after WrestleMania. And now, of course, we're looking at, you know, 2023 and the guy's still active and, and all that. So just, just modern medicine is, is crazy and, and, and so good. But he obviously was able to make that comeback. The last one on my list was actually from, um, Talking Smack, the famous segment on Talking Smack from 2016, where the Miz goes absolutely ballistic on Daniel Bryan and and cuts one of the best promos that apparently wasn't really all that planned, at least not to the level that it happened, and 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 set up a whole big thing later down the road between the Miz and and Daniel Bryan Danielson, and hopefully is yet another reminder of just how amazing the Miz is in this crazy world of professional wrestling. So those are mine. Those are my honorable mentions. Um, there, there's plenty Two more calls. that we could do because because wrestling history and vignettes literally goes back or segments literally goes back to the 80s. So let's take another commercial break. We'll come back and put this thing in order. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. You just made the list. We are back from commercial and it is time to figure out what we're going to do in order for this list. So how we're going to put the list in order, what we're going to do. So... This is my list, so when we put things in order, I will make it. I will get to go first. Of course, we have Ted DiBiase's Basketball Child, Shawn Michaels, Super Kicks, Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. What? <laughs> Just the way you said that. Ted, Ted DiBiase's, DiBiase's Basketball, basketball child. child. I got to use shorthand a little bit here. <laughs> I could keep going, right? Sherry challenges the Ultimate Warrior's Little Warrior. Scott Steiner does math. The Shockmaster debuts and falls on his face in more ways than one. And, of course, Chris Jericho's WWF debut. We are going to put all of you in order and then congratulate you for making the list. So, number one on my list, Patrick O'Dowd, should not surprise you in any way. It was the first thing I put on the list. Even though there are multiple things you could put at number one, I am going to put as number one on the list, Shawn Michaels super kicking Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. Yeah, hard to argue that one. Easy, easily one of the most known segments in the his, live segments in the history of wrestling. And it's shocking. Like, by the way, we didn't talk about the best part of, of that whole segment. It's when Sean puts him, when Sean kicks him before he puts him through the window, it's Bobby Heenan saying, Oh, I knew he was going to do that. Right. Heenan is. I'm not trying to speak ill of Bobby the Brain Heenan, but he did that a lot where he tried to yeah. make himself seem smart. Again, when Hogan came out, when when the NWO was formed, oh, yeah, yeah. Heenan was the one who screams, who side is he on? Now, Heenan was always anti-Hogan on commentary and in promos, so that makes sense. But right. like, and I guess he didn't know anyway. So it was because, you know, Bishop didn't tell anybody. So I, I don't know. But that that that's a Heenan thing. But again, oh, I I love it. I love that he said it. It's hilarious, like because it was also his character. Where he was like, right. "Well, I guess I was wrong," and like, "Oh, I knew he was going to do that." Anyway, um, it's my turn. Uh, yes, it is. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with 
Chris Jericho's debut had number nice. two. Very good. Chris Jericho. I didn't know if he'd make it all the way up that high on the list. So awesome. I, I like I said, it's one of the two it's one of the two things I show somebody when I want to explain why I love pro wrestling. I so. and I'm not doing this just so that all three of my things can be the top three on the list, but I mean people whatever. outside of the world of wrestling refer to the Scott Steiner math promo. In fact, the Scott Steiner math promo might be the most famous thing to ever happen in TNA slash impact wrestling at this point in terms of mainstream knowledge. They probably think it's a WWE promo when they're quoting it, but Scott Steiner math still gets quoted everywhere all the time. So I am going with Scott Steiner math at number three. Excellent. Which leads um, you with number four. Yep. It's going to be the Ultimate Warrior um, rejecting Sherry. Got it. The Ultimate Warrior, Sherry Martell, challenging the Little Warrior. At number four, number five, I am going to put Ted DiBiase kicking the basketball. Oh, shit. From under Damn the child. Do you want to switch? I did, because I forgot that we hadn't said DiBiase in the basketball. Well, I mean, if you want to switch, too bad. It's number five. That's fine. It's your show. You make the rules. Like, I'm not going to fight it. I forgot. Like, I straight up forgot, man. I'm so tired. This is my yard now. Whatever. That's why we do the show. <laughs> so do you remember what's available for you at number six? It's Shockmaster debuting. That's it. I knew Shockmaster debuting was going to be our number six. Did like, you? No matter what. I um, I totally got lost. Like, okay. that was my own fault. It's all, it, Sorry, Ted. Patrick's tired. Sorry, Ted. Patrick's tired. It's okay. Acknowledge me. It's all good, everybody. Patrick's tired. It makes sense. So, you just made the list. Congratulations. Number one, Shawn Michaels super kicks Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. Number two, Chris Jericho makes his WWF debut. Number three, Scott Steiner's math promo. Number four, Sherry Marchell challenges the Ultimate Warrior. Number five, Ted DiBiase kicks the basketball. Away from the small child. And number six, the Shockmaster debut falls flat on its face. Congratulations to all six of you segments. You just made the list. No, PC Tunney, we did not put Brian Pillman and Stone Cold Steve Austin on this list either. Sorry. Because that would have qualified, wouldn't it? I don't know. It didn't happen. All of these things happened in an arena or backstage. That should have been more on the last list, so too bad. Probably, yeah. Acknowledge me! And that, everybody, is going to do it for this week's edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. We talked CM Punk. We talked all of the the garbage that he's done. And we put together a... And look, we didn't plan on talking about CM Punk and all of that. That's bonus content. We started the show with bonus content because that's what we do here on the program, so... Uh, for, for everybody who, who may have, you know, wondered about that. You're welcome. All right, Patrick O'Dowd, we're going to get you to bed because we all know how tired you are and you're going to be a okay, but we appreciate you listening. Go follow Patrick O'Dowd at wrestling realist, get him back up to 500 at Greg DeMarco four, four at chair shop media. We appreciate you listening. Follow all things here at the chair shot radio network. And until next time, we remind you to always use your head.
price to pay Tough for you to get down on your knees